And now, Sebastian Bourdais, part two. That's due, Ryan. What? Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Contracts aside, when was the deal effectively done going into that 07 season? Because the conversation started in 06. And I remember half of that champ car year, people were talking about how you were already gone. No, but, no, it wasn't done. Yeah. Um, but it looked good. And then they, they signed the contract. Um, I think they announced it right after because they announced it at Road America. And I think it was, maybe was signed like a couple of weeks earlier or something okay. like that. So second half of the year yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ber- Bernie made me uh, made me choke on that one for sure. What do you mean? Because basically I told you that I had forgotten to uh, kind of give up on F1. You yeah, know, like, yeah, for sure. And so basically when I renegotiated, I, I kind of... And in the end, David really wasn't involved in this champ car stuff anymore. Like he made the first one happen, and then the second contract uh, it was like you know it was oh three oh four oh five, and then it was six seven eight. And so for six seven eight, uh, for two thousand six, I was like you know let's put a clause in the contract you know that if F one comes out you know oh so that didn't exist prior you know yeah. let's let's make sure that you know you guys are not going to screw me over and and hold me or prevent me from taking the opportunity. And she was fine with that. And somehow, in the review or whatever, it didn't get put in for the 07 option or the 08. And so, uh, or maybe it was for 07, but then it mistakenly wasn't for the 08 option. Sure enough, I get an offer for F1 in 2008. Right, and you have a contract for 08. Mm -hmm. So how'd you get out of that? Oh, it cost me a half million dollars. Oh. That's a big number. Oh. Yeah, and to think there was a time where you were making seventy thousand dollars, <laughs> and that was only so. thanks to uh, Paul and Mike Lanigan for doling the pain, because otherwise it was going to cost me another five hundred thousand dollars for two thousand nine. You were going to have to add. Wow! Wow! It's like two year deal. Like yeah, you're out for pretty oh. pretty tough deal. She is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, there's no spare business. Uh, love well, no there. wonder you're doing all this handyman work yourself. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Yeah. 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 Still yeah. got to make up yeah. on the back end. You still end have yeah. nine more remodel projects <laughs> exactly. to make that money back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. not impressed with like that. like mowing lawns for people. I or, remember yeah. when she called me. I was like, hey, we have, uh, we have a little problem. I was like, what do you mean we have a little problem? Well, in that option, there's no F1 clause. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. With everything wow. we've done together. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to play that? Yeah, and you win four straight championships, or you're on your way to your fourth at that time. Okay. Yeah. And like, well, they're not being nice. You don't have to yeah. answer this, but you've been very open about the financial side of things. What does an F1 contract pay you for Toro Rosso? They, ma- they matched up. Uh, it was $2 million. Okay. So the first year. You're still making money. And then they money, me at 500 But still. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, so, you, so your first year, you lose half of it to getting out of your, your champ car contract. And then it gets well, cut. Well, they, they only lost 500 because thanks to Mike and, and Paul, they, yeah. they, they erased the, the next 500. For okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. But Jesus. That's still so, like, yeah. that's a lot of money. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. So the first year they offered $2 million. Yeah. You had to give up 500 of that. Is yeah. that correct? Second year they offered you 500 Yeah. So you they essentially re- drove for me, free the second year. They re-signed me at 500. Well, no, because I, I didn't have to give anything back. But. Well, no, but you did the year before. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like to make that $2 million. How do you... I was, I mean, 2009, I didn't want to go back. <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew what was coming my way. And so basically, we, we talked about the 06 and tri- tribulations and stuff. So, like, 
end of 06, I do three days at RS and and I drive that car, it's still on the groove tires and, and I know myself pretty well. You know, I'm getting to F1, I'm 29, 30 years old. Yeah, and there's whatever. nothing left to prove. Yeah. But basically, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. My weaknesses have always been the same. I always need a strong rear end mechanically. Like, I hate oversteery mechanical cars and I hate understeery aero cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, like, if you want to sure, define Borde sure. in a couple of sentences, mm -hmm. this is it. So yeah. the high-speed stuff, it needs to come around on you. No, it needs to be precise. Like, you, you need yeah, the yeah. control of the car. You, okay. Like, you don't want it to step out, but, you like, understeer in a high-speed corner is a bitch because, like, you lose yeah. all the accuracy. You're like, you can't correct anything yeah. anymore. So I go I go to those three-day tests, and, you know, obviously, Emma was just born, so, I mean, the timing's not great. And yeah. And you know, I, apparently, I still did a halfway decent job because, like, they were like, "Hey, you know, it's great. You know what you need. You know what you want. We need a leader, and this and that and the other." And, and Vettel was not in the deal yet. And um, and so that's how they kind of sell me on it. And and I'm like, "Cool, but if you guys want me to drive that car, and you think I'm gonna get better in that car, you're wrong. Be aware that." I know what I need to go fast, and if you want to work with me and we can fix this car, yes, we we can go, I believe, pretty decent. But if you're expecting me to drive this better than anybody else I out see. there, yeah. it ain't gonna happen. So this yeah. is your style. I'm 30-some years old. Yeah, you've got your I'm style. I'm not gonna now. magically fix yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been me for yeah. 15, 20 years. Sure, sure. And and so by doing that, I really thought. All right. If if they end up signing me, they know what to yeah, expect yeah, right, of yeah, me. Yeah, like yeah, you, and they're like, "Oh man, that's great! You, you really do know what you need and what you want and everything." Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So we have another test at Port Ricard. We have another test at Spa, and you know, car is okay, but like I'm still fighting kind of the same things. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they end up picking up the option, and, and yeah. here we go. The yeah. ride is on, and. And Vettel at that point now is in the game. Yeah. And they found their pearl, you know, like they found the little crown jewel thing. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Did you know he was had potential to be in this mix at this time? Not, or not at the beginning. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. But now, you know, when they signed me, like I, he's obviously, you know, he's, he's in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in the wunderkind. When, when, yeah. you, when you go to these tests, are you paid to go to the test? Uh. Pre-sign. Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah. But if, if I was paid something, it was it was very minimal. I think they're paying, like, travel expense and sure, stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just me. Like, you know, you get yeah. to drive an F1. And yeah, you lucky know, you, right? <laughs> yeah. You like, get the cool. gig, you get the gig. I'm but a four-time yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, no, I don't, I don't think yeah, I Yeah, 10 work. And then anyways, um, you know, it was cool. I mean, if, if anything, I was like, well, at least I've driven, you know, yeah. a Couple. few times, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, properly yeah. in F1 and, you know, whatever. And uh, so they signed me, and we start, and then, you know, championship in champ car finishes, and then I go straight after Mexico City to winter testing in, in uh, Barcelona. And pretty much right away, I get there, and I know I'm Yeah, because of the dynamic of the team? Yeah. Like it's Vettel's team when you show up, basically. Because, you know, I'm in an environment that's obviously very much Red Bull. I'm not a Red Bull product by any sure, means. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of people that just do not like me. Yeah, right. And Gerhardt is with Nicholas 
and Laurent Mekies, who is now at Ferrari, was you know the technical director with uh, Giorgio Ascanelli. Obviously, they, they like me. They, they like the fact that I do know what I'm talking about, and I do You've know what I want yeah. Yeah. or need. But as it so happens, Red Bull technology is making the car for Toro Rosso, and we don't have a say in it. Yeah, the the rules were or the the arrangement in F1 was different at the time. So Red Bull Technology was this parent company yeah. that was supplying things to both Red Bull and yeah. what but we now had the Ferrari, they had a Renault, and they yeah. were not looking for the right the same things we were. Right, right. And now they have Vettel, who can drive anything. Yeah including the worst balanced car you can think of. Yeah. And and Bourdais who can't. Right. And so I come in I come out of that couple of test days and I'm like I'm talking to Claire and I'm like, hey, this is gonna be a f disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm I'm gonna get my We ass haven't done a race yet and you already know this. Oh man, yeah. I'm I'm screwed before this even started. So when the internet has opinions <laughs> They can shut the f*** up because you're before you've even done a race. You're like, oh, oh. god. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. In, I'm I'm in a train. Yeah. And there's a mountain in the distance. Yeah. And the track, there's no like yeah, detour. You're going it's right not going it. around. It's yeah. going straight yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. And and you just don't know with the perspective when that's gonna happen, but you do know that it's but coming your way. This is your chance to see, and you're in the contract, so and, you gotta. And do that's it. it. Yeah. It's over. Like I've yeah. I've given up what I had in the U.S. Like I'm committed to this. Like, and 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 honestly. The first, like, after a few tests and, like, really kind of working mechanically with the car, because there was a third element in the car. Like, it was still the first TR2B, which was the first car we, we finished the winter testing with and we started the next season with, was mechanically very similar to a CHEM car. It had side springs, it had side dampers, it had the third element. So you could play with the attitude of the car. You would lose efficiency, you would lose straight line speed. But you could keep the ass up in the quick corners. You could, you know, get it to come down. Like you had things to decouple high speed, low speed, mechanical downforce, whatever. So we still kind of got it in a place that was not too bad for me. And honestly, with tier two B, I was three to two, I think, against Vettel um, the quali? first in quali for yeah. the first five races. Yeah. And then tr three came out. So the next update on this car. And and yeah. it was high potential car but the anti-Borde car that to the optimal. So what, what characteristics are oh, different? It was losing six or 8% of center of pressure from 80 kph to 250. So the thing was a monstrosity under yeah. steering in high speed corners. Yeah. And I had no rear grip in the slow speed stuff. Yeah, so it's all moved to the back. And, and yeah. it was just, I, could, I just couldn't drive it. Yeah. I just could not drive it. And right. so basically, as evolutions would come, like Spa and Fuji and whatnot, like every time you saw me like resurging a little bit, like an update came out and like helped me a little bit get in my tiny bitsy operating zone. And, and, but, but I was completely at the mercy of whatever was coming on the car. And if you didn't throw the update on the cars to the point where we brought the floor back, the very first floor that came out with the car, which was like 20 points worse than the next one right but it was better for me right you know except it wasn't faster around the lap because the car was just not as good right you know so and tr2 was more comfortable but the lap time on tr3 was better yeah yeah like it was second and a half faster or okay. something you know and metal and could drive this yeah. yeah and and so now you become the black sheep right because like you bitching 
obviously, because yeah. you can't but he's drive doing it. it. Exactly. But he's doing it. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I, I, I'll, like, I'll oh, remember fuck. that day oh, forever. Like, we, we go to Silverstone, and, uh, and I'm getting obliterated, like, over a second a lap. And because I'm having to make that stupid compromise where I can either not drive the car in, a, in the first sector, which is Cuffs, Beckett, and Stowe, basically all like fourth and up gear corners <laughs> hauling ass like yeah like yeah. 250 and up <laughs> and and so either it's a crazy amounts of understeer and then you're losing like three quarters of a second yeah. in three corners yeah but at least you can drive the last sector which is all slow speed corners and and you're not spinning yeah right right or <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or you just understeer like crazy and uh, it's like yeah, oh yeah, my god yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. and so like you know I was having to make that compromise and I was like banging my head and it's like yeah. screw this so alright you guys just like seemingly make it sound like I can drive a race car. Yeah, right. Okay, so we you know, we're just gonna because okay. then anyways okay. I'm screwed. Fine, yeah, might we're, as well. we're just we're just gonna do we're gonna do a car that I can drive yeah. and that's somewhat optimized for the first sector. And I remember it's like oh, all of a sudden it's like oh, but it's like P two in first sector or like a yeah. half a tenth off or something like that. Yeah. And then but he's two seconds off in the last sector. Right. Because right. the car isn't drivable for him. Yeah. And then same thing, you know, we just disregard first sector now with like a second off in the first sector and like Set we, up for the we, third we one. balance yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. car mechanically and then yeah. it's all of a sudden it's like Yeah, it's P two again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But right. you know, and, and then at the end of the, the test I, I remember having that conversation with Giorgio Ascanelli and I was like, Giorgio, like I'm okay. Like, I I don't need to put myself through this sure. to know what I can do and can't do yeah. in a race car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you guys do for me? Because ultimately, you guys signed me for this. And I thought I had been pretty crystal clear about what I could do and couldn't yeah. do in a yeah, race yeah, car. Yeah. yeah. And, and now you guys are looking at me like I'm a freaking crazy idiot. So where do we go with this? You know? And so... The season went on, and again, you know, like I was saying, like a couple times, it just came to me a few few updates. Like I don't know if you remember, like at some point, like they had like kind of horns coming on I the side of the that. tubs. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. that was like two or three percent of COP shift all of a sudden. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so moving yeah, it forward, all of a sudden, I'm P6 in uh, in Japan at Fuji and ahead of Vettel, and we're having like the best race pretty much, other than Spa. And um, and yeah, they disqualified me because I had an impact with Massa, who was fighting for oh, the championship. That was a big, big uh, to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, I remember like going to the <laughs> the race directors, well, the the stewards panel after the race, and the guys were like, "But you coming out of the pits? Like, you have to yield." <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Let me uh, show you, you some you know, replays. You, you, you know, you know what Fuji looks like, right? I mean, pit exit is like a half a mile away from turn one. So by the time you get to the breaking point, you're pretty much going the same speed as the other guy. And he just turned in like I wasn't there, and I'm like in control of the car. He bounces off my car, spins himself out, I keep going, finish sticks, and I get disqualified. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, yeah. this is my F1 career right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. So the writing's on the wall. Now, uh, from the first one. We, the yeah, so as as the 08 season goes, and I don't know if this is true, Oriole claimed that at, there started to hit a point in the 08 season where a totally bullshit deal started coming together for him and for you. Does oh, that yeah, yeah. with Foresight. 
With foresight? Yeah. Okay. With, I mean, Kenny, my uh, kind of car manager with Craig, Kenny Seawick, was working with Jerry at that point uh, and uh, Neil Miko, right? Right. And this is in 08. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of 08. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get out. Because like, you're, I know, I you're miserable. I, I, I do. I've, I've seen enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go through this another time. So everyone on the internet thinks you got, like, booted out because you sucked. You were like, I want to get out. I think that's well, what people no, need I to know. Sucked. Yeah, and, and I did. End but up you know you don't. But you know you don't suck as a race car driver. No. This is not working. You need yeah, to get out. I just I yeah. can't drive what they're asking me to drive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Period. And and it only gets worse in 09 because <laughs> the car goes to slick tires <laughs> with big front tires, and now mechanically the car is way more oversteery yet again. Yeah. In, in the slow speed stuff. Yeah. And I and I just simply can't drive it. And yeah. Wimmy, if you look at the comparer. And I think Buemi doesn't get any any credit for that. But I can tell you that Buemi would have beat Vettel. Seb, Seb Buemi kicked my ass yeah. twice as bad as Vettel did. Yeah, really? Interesting. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was very talented. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's top, and you're top three among Sebastian drivers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tight-knit group. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, uh, yeah, so basically coming back, like, at the end of 2008, that deal. Um, so what was that? Because Oriel had indicated that there was, like, this bullshit thing. And well, we, don't, was a, we, we love stories about. about there was supposedly a, a, a guy who was, you know, going to finance the whole thing. Oh. Okay. Sponsor, basically. With Forsyth, yeah. yeah. And, and it just. It we love these up, stories. And yeah. it ended yeah. up being a typical racing bullshit story where. Right. What was the deal? What the, was the promise? I mean, there was, like, a two-card team with like full money and like you know let's go IRL and you know it was going to be my return to the states and my okay. ticket out so of I'm, I'm going to get you out of this know? Red Bull deal and, okay. and unfortunately it just ended up being you know a lot of bullshit and uh, yeah and never happened you yeah. know like many racing deals so then you're like still stuck in an F1 program you don't want to be in so so basically now <laughs> because I don't have anything else yeah. I'm basically back for f like they finally kind of Make their season analysis. Yeah, yeah. I love that you're in F1 and you hate it. And then, yeah. Yeah, DTM. like it's the dream. <laughs> and yeah. then over it's the DTM of race series drivers hate. <laughs> yeah, and then over the uh, over the season, the analysis is that supposedly I'm like two tenths off of Vettel, mm -hmm. like over a whole like practice, no. qualifying, race, mm -hmm. and whatever. And so Laurent Mekies is making a pretty strong point at keeping me. He's like, guys, <laughs> he's like, please I mean, don't, right? Please don't, because as, not, as the not, updates came, you were you, you know were he's he's, yeah. he's very capable, yeah. and, and you know he's really not. And he's not really all that bad, you know, when you look at the actual timing of things. And, uh, and you know, we, I out-qualified Coulthard. I, I kicked him out of Q3 like four or five times out of the last six races, you know, and I made the s six of the seven last Q3s. So really, like, I was getting demolished by Vettel, but I mean, it's not like I was terrible, bad. terrible. Yeah, and, it, and at that time, the Red Bulls and the what would now be Alfa Tories were very similar chassis, yeah. which is different power. Yeah, and, yeah. and the yeah. Ferrari was a good engine, you know, yeah. and yeah. so, I mean, it was just very different from the Renault, but like, yeah. you know, I mean, Vettel... He won yeah. a race. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I probably should have finished on the podium on that one. Yeah. Had the car not stole on the grid. Yeah, with yeah. anti-stall, which is always a very interesting story, but we can always debate Go on that. That's of course. Yeah, we're here for the stories. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so yeah. <laughs> the f thing we didn't go in first gear. On the so grid. I started. I started playing with the clutch and like trying to get it to do something because like the cars are going. Like if you're not going, you're going pit lane and you're not taking the start of the race. So I'm starting to freaking be like full panic mode there. Like I'm I'm fourth on the grid, 
having the best qualifying of the year and really not on the front row because I ended up, you know, aquaplaning out of the last Variante and qualifying on my last lap, which was looking like a P2 lap. And <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're on the grid there, your teammates on pole, you're P4, with like a really awesome car in the wet and, uh, and the car won't go in gear. And all of a sudden I start playing with the clutch and the thing goes in gear and as I drop the clutch, I'm backing off the throttle slightly and the thing just like the anti-stall doesn't catch it. And the thing stalls and we start a lap down and, and that that's it. We, your have, F1 we actually have the fastest or second fastest race distance time. Yeah. In history. In, uh, in uh, that uh, race. Weekend, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> How to summarize an F1 career. Yeah, oh, that sucked. pretty much. I mean, if you look at it, first race, I'm P4. I've been holding Kubica, Alonso, and those guys. And we're not very, very fast. But we've all been holding these guys for like 35 laps. We P4, two laps to the end, drive side. We finish, we end up scoring points. We finish, we classify seventh, but we don't finish the race. Spa, I'm P4, the whole body race. And starts raining, typical Spa in the last lap. And then the team doesn't tell me that the guys are coming behind me in Inters, where we like third at that time, at that particular moment. And then Vettel and, and, uh, and Alonso end up passing me along with Eidfeld and end up seventh again. Because right. you were over backed off. Like you were backed off. No, because I ended up be. trying to defend Eidfeld, who was yeah. coming on Inters, who I didn't know was on Inters. Right, so had you just let him go? Yeah, you I should have just face. let him go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there was I no defending yeah, the guy. It was, it was freaking raining like crazy. Right, right. We're right. <laughs> on slicks. Well, I mean, with the groove tires, but still. And um, so that's All of another our one. Are like, had I been there? Yeah, exactly. But like, nobody told me anything. And so here you go. P4 turns into a P7 again. And people wonder why I was kind of half crying after the race. I'm like, yeah, you would understand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. so the Japan story with Massa. And then after that, Pretty much, I don't know, something truly didn't like something that happened between the two of us or something, and it just basically drove the last two races, like making a mission to just ruin it. Yeah. Like it took me, it, it took me in the grass in Sao Paulo. Uh, in China, we made contact and bent something on my car. I had the image of, uh, of my F1 uh, experience, basically. What were you doing family wise at that point? Were you living overseas? And then were they over with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, so Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we so Emma was born in America, but then <laughs> moved. Yeah. To Switzerland. Yeah. 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 There was no way we could we could Do make a, a case to leave in France. It oh, was okay. just like tax-wise, it was just mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you just really like Switzerland. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we did like really much love Switzerland. Yeah. Just nice was uh, about the worst time of my life, but yeah. <laughs> we did one, and it might have been Racing different. Racing F1. It might have been different because you had a family, but we did one of these yeah. with. Um, yeah. We did one of these with Nasser. Yeah. And he didn't particularly love his F1 time either. <laughs> um, but we asked him one point of question was, did you find it lonely? Because he told a great story of how he, he celebrated, you know, his first race, he was fifth, you know, best debut yeah. for Brazilian ever. Yeah. And he celebrated with, like, his dad and yeah. his uncle. And that was it. Those yeah. were the only people celebrating. Was it, was it a lonely experience for you? Um, there were good guys in the team in Toroso. Yeah. Um, but it was very Italian, yeah. and I didn't speak Italian. 
and very yeah, you quick, don't move your hand much. And very quickly, I figured that it was not worth the effort because I wasn't going to stay there very long. It's going to take more than two seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I get that. So That's why I haven't learned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so they were good guys. I mean, it was just... Yeah. It wasn't your thing. I mean, very... Very quickly, I, I I knew what was coming my way. Yeah. I mean, there was no way that you know you could be kind of not that far off the pace, yeah. off the pace, and you know just gonna make it. At the time, we don't know that Vettel's gonna become Sebastian Vettel, but as he went on to have like huge success, where you understand was it, did it help it at all? You know, when you see him go win a world championship, you're like, okay, he is one of the best to ever do it. Again, like I proved myself, like when the car was, you know, like close to what I could drive. Yeah. I mean. I, I could beat him in a, in a car that I was comfortable driving. Mm -hmm. I could beat him. Yeah, I did, but not most of the times when I was just incapable of driving the thing. Yeah, yeah. And that then that's just raw talent. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not making excuses or anything. Like, it's just it's the fact. Like, I can I can only get out of my own way. You know, so much when the car is just outside of my window. Like, I. I there are guys that have enough raw talent to just drive anything. Yeah. And and I'm not that guy. Sure. Do you think there could have been do you think they could have had car updates that could have matched those lap times more catered to you? Do what? Do you think they could have made car updates that could have matched the lap times they were improving with but more catered to your needs? Um I think in the So there are two things. Yep. I think in F one, like the oh you know we know what you want. Um you you know what you want, we need a leader, this and that and the other that's more because ultimately, drivers do not impact what the engineers find in they CFD. They drive to what the engineering or says. Or yeah. wind tunnels. Like so this whatever right. is better potentially has to go on the right. car. Because if you don't, you're just going backwards right. on the grid. So if the CFD says the COP is going way to the rear, then you don't like it. That's the deal. No, it's it's uh, the part is better. The potential of the car is higher. It's going to f*** up the balance of the car. We don't care. Yeah. What's your job? You figure it out. Yeah. And so they don't really need guys like me in F1. They need guys that are capable of extracting 100% of whatever car it is that you put in, in their hands. Yeah. And so I think are there teams that would have been able to help me? Big teams? Yes. Yeah. Is it what they need? No. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand that. And so you went on into 09 more because that's what was available more yeah, so, so basically that whole you yeah. know foresight thing just falls apart yeah. before it's even born yeah did you know it was bullshit? because like well i knew it was bullshit when it fell apart but <laughs> like you know we, we we hoped and hoped and hoped and hoped yeah, yeah. and um, we've all had and then, these stories you know yeah. at that point when yeah when, when it's not happening that, that's when i gotta make you know obviously the decision like the push it's too late and the peugeot thing is not an option really for 09 the full-time rides are already taken. IndyCar options are not there. So when Toro Rosso comes back to me, it's finally like, hey, you know, well, we don't really want to take you, but, you know, <laughs> we feel like you're the least worst option. And, you know, the least worst we'll, option. We'll, yeah. we'll pay you 500,000 yeah. yeah. euros. It's like, are you shitting me? And, but at the same time, you got nothing else. So what are you going to do? Like, you go back for more misery, you know, and... And, and unfortunately, you're kind of hoping that the new car is somewhat going to not be the same nightmare. But guess what? It's the worst nightmare. And you're just never waking up of it, you know. And then, you know, finally, I think at that point, there, 
Gerhardt had gone, so my only advocate was gone. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a champion. And on a so, team like, like that. politically, yeah. it became yeah. that became really awkward. Yeah, yeah. And you know, funny enough, the last two races, my car has mechanical issues, hydraulics, twice. Uh, it's abysmally slow and miserable, and, and like there's nothing in that season other than you know my kind of long 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 ride in Monaco where I just kind of basically did a one-stopper and, and kept it on the island and finished seventh uh, or ninth I can't remember I, I think we scored yeah. two points your highlight is something you can't even remember that's no. how, that's how, no, that's how memorable I, that year I, I was could, I, yeah. could, I could just like forget everything that's happened there and be fine like and that's that's the only time where we kind of like got our heads out of the water and, and then when they yeah, the, the last blow was basically when they signed Algaswari and his dad had uh, a media outlet and he leaked the information. So I landed in uh, Frankfurt, drove to Nürburgring and, uh, and you know, had my phone's blowing up. My dad's leaving me a message like, hey, Seb, have you seen the news, the rumors? And so I show up at the track, like every TV, you know, camera is on me and following me, like, you know, just me. And it was awful. And uh, and Franz Toast didn't want to admit. You know, we had two meetings before he started to admit that you know that was it. And then they denied the fact that you know they owed me at least my contract money because there was no out you know in the contract for them. Uh, so they fired me with no rights. There was no performance clause or anything. And so and yeah, finally they settled that. I settled that on the phone, texting with Dietrich. Uh, and I was at Palio at the at the festival in Switzerland. The boss of yeah. Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, didn't even have the balls to pick up the phone or anything. It just kind of yeah. Wow. Like so you got dumped settled, by text. Yeah, yeah. Sa- settled it. No, I, I, I got dumped and then it got resoluted like financially yeah. over text. Right. But my point is, at no point is anybody talking. So you're going to the race at Nurburgring. Mm-hmm. You're, you're eventually replaced by Jaime Alagashwari. Yeah. Um, but you're going to that final race at the Nurburgring. No one's told you a thing, and the media knows before you. Yeah, because they leaked the information. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very comfortable. Yeah, I'm sure that felt great. So that that old adage of "be careful what you wish for." Yeah, like I yeah. want to be an F1 driver. Yeah. Hmm? I want to be in DTM. Yeah. Let me take it. From, take yeah. it from special but, uh, but again, you yeah. know, I've I've said that many many times. Yeah. Like I uh, obviously didn't need to go through this. You know for any particular reason. <laughs> but <laughs> that's it, yeah, yeah. But I don't regret it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I would have regretted no not trying and always wondering what if. I mean it was obviously the most miserable experience you could hope for, you know, especially after spending so many years like longing for it and like, you know, the goal, the ultimate goal and stuff, but you know, there was a, a before, during, and an after, and you know, I, I don't think honestly, like there are a lot of people that ask me over the years, like, would you, would you have done anything different? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, I mean, I think things happen for a reason. You, you learn from it, and it was, it was, it was very painful at times, for sure. But so you, very at the beginning of this, you, you, you made a very pointed comment. I was like, oh, that's coming back later. Um, so Peugeot has this LMP1 program, uh, which was a badass program at the time. You, you, you'd already had some relationship with them. Um, 
you said earl- uh, earlier today that when you got involved with that program, once all of this went away, that this was the career move. You were going to settle into this for life and live in Switzerland, and this was the no, 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 no. After F1, we went back to Le Mans. Yeah. Because uh, we're the second one on the way. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> so I, that that again. Yeah, I think family exactly. around is very, uh, very useful and, and yeah. convenient. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Can you guys sold. Like yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we were building the forever home in Le Mans, and uh, and then sure enough, like six months after finishing it, I uh, guess what's happening. Reuters just announced that Peugeot is ending the racing program. The same thing. We didn't even hear it from management. They didn't even have time to call us. It just yeah. came out straight from the top. Uh, uh, and Bruno van der Stick, the, 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 the announcer of, uh, at Le Mans, the voice of Le Mans, calls me up. He's like, have you seen the Reuters news? I'm like, no. And then as he's, as he's talking to me on the phone, Olivier Canel, the, the team manager, is calling me. I'm like, uh, well, I guess I think I know why he's calling me. Uh, picking up the phone, he's, he's crying on the phone, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'll call yeah. you back later." Because this this was the new career move in your head. Was yeah. you were going to be a Peugeot? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I could. I mean, I was guy. very comfortable. Yeah. Great group of guys. We we're making shit money, but the car was awesome. And yeah. <laughs> no, it was bad. That damn. No. Yeah. Like, what's bad? Yeah. What's no. bad money? So back it up. What's bad money <laughs> yeah. is when you make three hundred thousand euros, uh-huh. and at the end of the year, with all the taxes that you pay in France, you yeah. left with less than a hundred. Okay, that's money. Yeah, man, that sucks. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. Okay, Sean. I've never, I've never made less money than when I was driving for Peugeot because of all the taxation, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Switzerland sounds amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So do American factories. So you found out from a call from some related. I mean, we heard stories that some of the Peugeot guys were literally on the plane headed to Sebring. Oh. And yeah. landing. The, yeah, they, yeah, they landed in Miami, turned around, and went back home. I was supposed so this to. This is real. I was shaking the car down the next day, the hybrid, on an airport strip. I mean, like everything was full steam ahead. Yeah. Full steam. Like yeah. the cars were made, the engines were in production. Yeah. The all the all the cost was already entered. So you're literally packing for it. Yeah. You're yeah. packing for a shakedown run. Yeah getting ready to go guys are flying to Sebring yeah. no, I mean, it was it, and it ended up costing them more money yeah. to stop the program than to stop it after Le Mans which was would have been the only made sense yeah. sensible thing yeah. to do because they had spent the money they yeah. were going to go let's go try and win Le Mans they were close the only reason why they were stopping the racing program is because they, clo- they, they were closing on Nesubois which was a, a plant yeah right okay? so and so, PR but they it. were going to do it in July Oh, okay. Yeah. Le Mans was in June. Why don't you go to Le Mans, win Le Mans, say, hey, yeah. you see, we're going to close in July all May, but we're closing the racing yeah. program. That would it's have been relevant. But it. by the time they closed the plant in right. July, everybody had forgotten that they buried the racing program. Right, right. Nobody cared. Yeah. And so they literally demolished. And the craziest of all is that it's Olivier saint who called it. And he's the guy who started the program in 07. And it's like, this is nuts. And that was after like months and months and months of tribulations of like, are we keep, do we keep going? Do we not? Do we keep going? Do we not? Do we keep going? Do we not? And it was like, and all of a sudden, like we went like every color of the rainbow. Like, yes, maybe, maybe not. Yes, no, yes. Right. And then sure enough, like last thing, January like 7th or 9th or whatever it was, boom. <laughs> Everybody gone, like uh, like 80, 80 people at uh, in Vélizy, just contractors. Day one day, the next, you packing, you going home. 
that's it was bad. It was yeah, bad. That's it was bad. Proper bad. That's also how we know you've been in America for years because you're already like the French don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know. No, but I mean, stuff like that happens all the time. But the timing of it just didn't make sense. Yeah, right. No. right. Yeah. Like we had yeah. all the stuff. People were paid. Like there ended up being like more fees and and you know severance packages. Severance. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like it yeah. just did not make any sense. Yeah. So it was a shame, and it was a great program, but it is what it is. How was that car to drive? That was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. We had a couple of issues with the power steering, uh, which made the car really kind of difficult initially, but then we went to hydraulic power steering, and that went away. But initially, uh, you couldn't really counter steer. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm if you had, like, high-speed... High speed snaps, like the thing would just lock up on you. And stuff. <laughs> okay, like, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you couldn't, like, in really high loads, you couldn't really break and turn yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. you had to be really careful with it. <laughs> like the joys of electric power steerings. But uh, but then, uh, yeah, the car just kept getting better. The, the engine was just incredible. The torque of those things, man. I mean, probably made 900 horsepower when it was cold. Like with the P2 temperature being low, I mean, it was just like I remember running at Paul Ricard in like a an endurance test, and like it was barely above freezing temperatures, and the thing was just ripping around. Yes, it yeah, <laughs> that's insane. awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, the the V8, the last version of it was was pretty cool. Yeah, like it was yeah. really nice. One of the best looking car. cars I've ever yeah. made, sports car racing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah. but it was just too bad. The concept was flawed for Le Mans. So we ended up like they had miscalculation in the wind tunnel stuff, and so the low wing package was basically three percent too far forwards. Mm. And wow! So at Le Mans yeah. we ended up having to put like two degrees of rear wing. Yeah, nah, yeah, done. Yep, yep, done. And we lost Le Mans for 13 seconds. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, we do a pass along question, and uh, <laughs> we had uh, dinner last night with Bill Lester. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. And uh, Bill's question for you, uh, what is the biggest change you've had to undergo as a driver to be just as good in a GTP car as you were in the previous generation DPI car? Are there any differences in the car that affects you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it affects everybody. I mean, right, you, you're just going from a car that's got more downforce, less weight, um, less power to the current specs um so yeah you have to you have to adjust you have you basically have to slow it down you have to back it up a bit like you can't you can't aggress the car as much in gtp as you used to in dpi or, or as you would in even more in the car you know but that's just kind of adapting to whatever limit every car has got yeah and or the I tire pressures <laughs> you said it i didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to have dinner with uh, Pippo Durrani. Mm -hmm. If you ever had a question you'd like to ask him that maybe you could hide behind us on. Um, I mean, I, I kind of discovered Pippo, to be honest. Um, oh, you're, you're the oh, problem. He is a driver. <laughs> <laughs> like in yeah. the well, the Taylor brothers would like to have a word with him. <laughs> in, the last, uh, in the last few months, obviously, over the, the, the few months of development of the car. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, you mean you just learned about Pippo? Yeah, yeah, just kind of oh. like oh. I, I, we, I, we thought you were saying like you made his career. You were the one that no, hey, no, no, this no, guy's no, got no. it. I, dis I discovered. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So you only you only found out about his talent. Yeah, okay, so you were yeah. such an open wheel snob that you're like, oh yeah, I just learned about this kid. No, yeah. that's not what I mean. Actually, it was really impressive. I felt like uh, the, the first time that like, kind of put him on the maps, like in the Petrum car. 
Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Like yeah. he was, he was bloody quick in that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously you got the opportunity with Action Express, and uh, yeah, um, not sure what I would ask people. Uh, you know, he, he didn't get the opportunity, obviously, to uh, to go to IndyCar or to have uh, any kind of extensive open wheel career. Um, but yeah, just kind of curious uh, what the what his turning point was there, and uh, and uh, if he's if he had been kind of following like IndyCar opportunities or if it just never really was on the map uh, so you go back when the Peugeot thing closes down you, you go back to IndyCar obviously it's nowhere near with the quality of a program that Newman Haas was in terms of a competitive car against others uh, do you have a favorite AJ Foyt story no there's only kind of disappointing stories right but AJ himself oh AJ yeah, not oh, the man. team but oh, AJ the, the yeah guy. but there's yeah. nothing you can say yeah <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna yeah. be a bunch of beeps and and, and oh, we decide that and okay. yeah, it's uh, but AJ is awesome, man. He's 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 a legend. Um, yeah, just like the the flame is is still very much you know intact and um, yeah, just just wish that you know his health wasn't so so kind of iffy, you know, because he's uh, you can tell he's most days he's just pissing vinegar, you know. It's like really in pain you know with his feet and like you know this everything seems to be a bit of a struggle i wish wish kind of met him a little bit uh, earlier when things were you know a bit easier physically but yeah i mean just a great guy a lot ton i mean so many stories like and uh yeah like i don't know that he understood most of what i was saying <laughs> uh, I, I sure struggled to understand some of what he was saying you under uh, you had struggled with his texan yeah, a little bit yeah a little bit I mean, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but yeah, yeah, yeah. with AJ sometimes, and, and it talks kind of low as well sometimes, and like mumbles a bit. So yeah, I was like, shit, yeah. Uh, but I was hand around in in the room to try and help me out. Uh, but uh, yeah, just just a great guy. I mean, such a such a legend and and, and everything. But uh, yeah, just just really wish that we, you know, we could have rebuilt something and and enough time, enough money, and enough resources to to make something happen um, but uh, yeah it was and IndyCar is a tough deal you know and I think if there's something that kind of comes out of my years in, in IndyCar because like it's nothing like Champ Car or anything when I, I obviously live the extreme size of the spectrum it's that you know the, the smaller teams there's always kind of a reason why they kind of remain smaller teams even if you have Craig Hampson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you know, Dale is always going to be his own worst enemy, you know. Dale Coyne. Yeah. Because you and you, Craig Hampson, who was your engineer at Newman Haas forever. Yeah. I you mean, reunited I, at Dale Coyne a few years in. Yeah, yeah. And, and we did some great things, but, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is with Dale, but it, he always seems to put his heart and soul into building something, and as soon as he's got it, he loses interest. Hmm. And he just instantly switches over to what what's the next challenge, yeah. and and that was that was really a shame because like obviously you know I came with Olivier from from KV Olivier was on uh, yeah and and Craig and and we had you know and and they had some great guys I yeah. mean with Todd and Isaac and like you know there was just Arturo and all those guys I mean there's just a great group of guys yeah but yeah it just. So I, I talked to Craig yesterday looking for gossip. Uh, he, he had a few, like, character things beyond doing your own contract work. Uh, but he, even yesterday, 
still feels tremendous guilt about your your indie crash. Yeah. As though he had something to do with it. No, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, obviously, he, he got, set he the got, car up. He, but got, yeah. he got led in that path. There was a they, they discovered a, a mass channel issue, and that unfortunately, the the real culprit in all this is is a group effort to be honest and I'm, and I'm completely responsible for it right. as well because so in, in 2017 you're really really fast you're qualifying yeah but we're really really fast the moment we hit the ground like gotcha yeah, it's yeah. like the, what people don't understand at Indy it, it's a stupid game right <laughs> no it, re it really is yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a is, it is a daring game which you kind of either learn to ignore the signals that you should never disregard and you get comfortable enough that you're going to set yourself up in a mental headspace that you kind of feel that invincibility kind of thing that 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 you know and and that that time it was really easy because the car was just so amazing like i mean i had i've i'd been to indy a handful of times at that point and never ever 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 did I have a car like that? And we showed up on the Tuesday with the alternate setup, which Craig used with Townsend, and and it was really good. But that was the alternate setup with a bit of a different arrangement, um, and then we go the next day with kind of the generic setup that had been like the base of the Andretti, you know, because Craig had just been that, you can't unlearn what you know, okay? So sure enough, you know, and it's a different damper package because Olivier is trying to just come up with whatever matches the best the curve that we think we should have on the car. But the car is incredible. That Wednesday, I mean, it is just off the charts and I'm, like it's fast as shit. and in traffic i mean i i can pass anyone any anywhere any You're moment. just that good yeah. i mean literally that group run at 5 p.m like we go just 15 cars i start in front then i slide back once like p7 p8 whatever <laughs> within five laps we're leading again i slide back again and again and like at the end of that day, like everybody's like, "Holy, f what's going on with Bourdais? Like he's never done anything at all indie, and like he's just going around everybody. Like you know, we're just running a you know a yellow map, you know, and and, and me including, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm like, just doing like what I it's do. It's the same yeah. guy, and, yeah. and the car yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, and so you know, it's 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 going plenty fast, and and like you know, the game start, and and so. During quali sims on the Thursday, um, you know, you get kind of like always the shaky foot a little bit. And then so, you know, you start to kind of bring the throttle pedal back to you again some more. So you really don't have to put any effort into being flat. And then you go to the next smallest spring, you know, on, on, on the pedal return. And, and so now basically the thing is, I mean, it's a proper effort to just get off of the throttle. You know? And so... Um, and then we get to Fast Friday, and the thing's like 2.33, I get a sniff of a toe, but nothing, and like we go 2.33 and then, you know, get away with that. And, and, and I, at no point during the week 
did I turn right? So like the car, the car is you know yeah. indication. so good. Yeah. Like there's not even a hint of a moment. We've tried different things, different aero configs and whatnot. You are stable. And yeah. and like the conditions changed for Saturday and it rained and Craig's like, you know, we probably should take, you know, the, the air is heavy and we probably should take, you know, a bit of downforce off and like, yeah, sure, man, like whatever. And in the compensation with whatever aero channel was compensating with fuel and whatnot, I think there was like a solid percent and a half that got mixed up in there and, and we just burnt up the right rear. And on lap three, there's nothing left on the right rear. And, 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 and the car is that good that even with that much more COP, it still didn't move. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. And, and until it just until it finally went. Cooked, yeah. cooked the right rear. And, yeah. and I had one warning <laughs> in turn one. Yeah. And, and I disregarded it. I was like, f*** it. Like, nah, <laughs> I'll see that in the back straight. Uh, I never saw the back straight. Yeah, upside down. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. How much do you remember the actual incident? All of it. Yeah. All of it except the big flash and the impact. And then I, I missed the uh, upside down on fire part. And then, and then I'm... Yeah. I, <laughs> which is like, well, yeah, you lost consciousness for a split second because you don't remember you were upside down on fire. I'm like, no, I wasn't. I'm like, yeah, you were. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I remember all of it. And, yeah. and the funny part is like, so I, I lose consciousness, but like they tested me like 10 times for a concussion. Yeah. And they couldn't come up with any kind of concussion-like sy- symptoms. Is it, is it consciousness or is it like shock? Like where the brain uh, I don't says, know. I think you don't I want mean, to remember it, this, it was, so we'll shut no, off. Well, it was, uh, it was 118 Gs for three quarters of a second. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that just, yeah. oh, just a quick was yeah. not, There yeah. was not a crazy peak of Gs, but the duration yeah. is abnormal. Yeah. Because yeah. it was 70 yards of um, of safer wall, safer wall that God. blew out. That yeah, right. Out. <laughs> the, the, my, Christ, seat, my seat vaporized. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole right side because of the compression. Because yeah. the wheel got trapped, which is what broke my pelvis and my hip. Yeah. It just like the whole thing just like vaporized. It just yeah. like, it's, I think they said it was like 10 tons of pressure to break right. the thing the way it did. <laughs> yeah. That was because like, if that wheel had just flown off the car and I probably would have picked up the wheel of the car and raced on next Sunday. Yeah, right, right. What, uh, what, what it collapsed what? the tub and that was that. Yeah, ribs and pelvis and, uh, and all. Would have been. Would it have been better to not try to save it and spin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's like hit. Oh no. Yeah, like. Yeah, but 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 again, like so much confidence. Yeah, you were invincible going into that corner. Like so I was. You I was like, it. it was not happening. Like yeah. first of all, I wasn't gonna back off. Yeah. And because like the game had been starting to be like, I, I like why why. Yeah right. Yeah. You know, like just dumb, stupid, so freaking confident. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the thing that set me up for for that like it was so good yeah. i was so sure of if it works everything. you're a hero you know well yeah but i mean you know you you don't get away with that kind of shit at indie you know like when the thing starts to go twice in the same corner right yeah you know, that's you, it. i saved the first one but yeah. not the second one yeah yeah you know and yeah. yeah, shame on me. What What were you thinking as you're heading towards the wall? It, it basically I lost the wheel. Yeah, well, this is what happened. Yeah, like I, you, you, you so like like the car was really free, and I knew it was very free, but at the same time, you know, you go off of what you know. Yeah, and like all of the quality preps, even when we were going faster, it's like. Yeah, it's fine. Like you yeah. know, you're just making it up because in qualifying, like the head games start. You know, you you always start to make things up, and you're like, eh. 
ah maybe I don't know like you feel that little like you know yeah. the, the track is grooved and the car always moves a little bit and like to really surely know for sure that it's legit oversteer or it's just a tiny bit of a movement yeah, right. is such a fine line and so because I had so much confidence in the car I, it didn't even skip my mind yeah. like I just went to turn one and I was like no you did not feel that like that was nothing and then I got to turn two and like you know, just kind of turning the wheel with the tip of my fingers, and yeah. and then when the thing went the first time, I'm like, what, what? And then went again. Yeah. When it went the second time, I went with it, yeah. and then it straightened out. And when it straightened out so quick, the wheel came off my hands, yeah. and now my foot stuck to the throttle, yeah. and then I'm heading straight over the wall. And before yeah. you even know it, you're in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I do remember when when the wheel came off my hands and the car is going straight at it, and I'm accelerating still at that point. Oh God! I'm like, oh. And so you did have that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, and yeah. like, and then where just am I? Just exploded. Yeah. You know, it's like the yeah. next thing you know, you're rolling on the on the floor of the car, and you're like, uh, the radio's coming on, and the guy's like, "You okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" And, and I hear you. But yeah, like, I can't. Not now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now you know you're broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so you felt the pain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For the next three hours, somebody was kicking my nuts oh. as the pelvis was broken and yeah. the hip was broken and like the it's bleeding and it's just like building the pressure in your groin. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know you're broken. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have any like you, you weren't bleeding out, but no, it was just building inside. Yeah. So there's adding pressure yeah. to your groin. Oh, oh yeah. god, I was like, yeah. I, and I didn't know how broken I was sure. until they pulled me out of the car. <laughs> and that, God. when you feel your leg kind of kind of detaching a little bit from yourself, yeah. that's when it's yeah. like, oh, that's broken too. Yeah, cool. Like, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, that was, that was like, that was not good. What was the conversation with Claire? Oh, Claire thought I was dead. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, uh. so, like, she didn't believe Chris, my spotter, that I was alive, but I, I was crying a lot back then because there's just... It was the pain, but the emotion, yeah, the feeling that obviously like everything we had built, because we were leading the championship going into Indy yeah. Road Course. Yeah, and you have the car to win Indy. You know, yeah. and we had the car to win Indy, and it's like all of a sudden, like the whole dream just like comes crashing down, and like all of the emotions, the like you think of your wife, the kids, the parents, like everybody's freaking out, and like and you, you can't talk, you just like. Oh my God! Yeah, and then now you and your like, balls you, are blowing up. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and now you you get you know you get to uh, to Methodist and and like you're a piece of meat, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like your ego, my ego is not very big, but he went from that to minus twenty levels down because all of a sudden they're doing things to you that you don't want to say on radio, like, and you just feel like an absolute piece of meat, and this is like. And all along, you're just like, can you just put me out? There's like, a little, there's yeah, a little less. less. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like a little less of all No, this. we need you to be conscious. Like, yeah. yeah. Huh? And they don't. Are you, are no. you sadistic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was... It was uh, wearing a Paul Tracy hat. But yeah, I mean... No, no, you stay know, up for this. Claire, Claire was obviously... Like, she flew that night, and she was there when I woke up in the, um, in the uh, intensive care. But yeah, I mean, until... I think until she saw me uh, she she really thought that i was either paralyzed was or she and she was here in st pete yeah she was in st pete that's a long yeah. flight yeah. yeah well i mean they, they were great uh, i think um 
can't remember. Was it Tony Stewart's plane that oh, took cool. her, or someone? So somebody picked her up. Someone's basically. plane yeah. just picked her up that that's night cool. at like 10 p.m. or something. Yeah. Like the IndyCar folks yeah. just organized it, and um, and then Mike Lanigan flew, flew us back yeah. a couple of weeks later. Do you think about quitting? No. no. Not even a yeah. No. Not a thought. No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I, I got to build that house. I, I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of knew what happened right away. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure, it's it's somewhat traumatic. I mean, you know, going into any kind of qualifying on ovals after that was was kind of fighting your own. Yeah. Um, but I guess I I think <laughs> I think I do better kind of fighting fears and being somewhat over listening to the signs than obviously not listening to the yeah, signs yeah, and yeah. crashing at yeah. 227. <laughs> I mean, I hold that trophy, but, you know, I discourage anybody to try and beat that impact because it's not... <laughs> I mean, it's it's still to so this day... Record yeah. indie holder. Yeah, I mean, this is not the record you want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Wow. But, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, we were... My actually next... Well, I mean, I... I not the very first next one because I went to St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, which, that was that was a move from Dale to force me to put me in that position. I'm because sorry. I'm sorry. What? Because basically he forced you to go do it. Yeah. So basically, I I didn't want to restart on novel. Yeah. But if I did. What do you mean? If I did not do St. Louis, I wasn't getting back in the call for the rest of the season. That was Dale's deal. That's the deal that he had with Gutierrez. So basically, if Gutierrez was getting in the car at St. Louis, he was yeah. finishing the season. Yeah. So he put me in that position where I ended up, because I really didn't want to restart 18, Yeah. having not put this behind me yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of let the press do whatever they had to do, talk it over and yeah, over and over and so over. Fresh. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to restart 18 mm -hmm. with this not well behind me yeah. and yeah. not being any kind of dis distraction. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, so it basically forced my hand to go back in the car at St. Louis, one of the most daring short yeah, oval yeah. there is. Yeah. I mean, you're literally facing a wall at 200 miles an hour going to turn one, yeah. and, and yeah, you have to trust right it. it. Yeah. Um, but my very second race on oval at Phoenix in 18, I was on pole. Yeah. So that, that yeah, was, like, cool. that was, that was cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. to fight myself and mm -hmm. be like, yeah, yeah I, I got this. That was That's pretty badass. cool. Yeah. You're you're familiar with the Project 91 program? I am now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's one way of doing it. That's well, that's a smooth edit. <laughs> uh, if you could think of any driver, like a Nick Tandy, for example, that that could get that opportunity, who who would you pick? Me? Oh, not Nick Tandy. Not Nick Tandy. No, I mean, I, you're saying that he really wants to do it. I mean, obviously, Nick's great, great, you know, GT driver, sure. great driver in period. Yeah, uh, I say he's uh, racing against you in prototypes. No yeah. I think there. he won them all. He did. Yeah, but like, then he's pretty good. Unlike, unlike me, he's one Lamont. Yeah, thank you very that much. Is, yeah, yeah, no, you, what are you, you talking about? Well, in GT, I didn't oh. win it overall. <laughs> GT is not good enough now. Well, it's, it doesn't really count. It's not overall. It's a horrible pitch. Jesus. Justin, Justin don't listen pitch. to him. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, have at it, Justin. Just I mean, obviously, that guy's. Uh, I think he's probably one of the guys who adapts to just about anything so fast. I mean, I, I think the Earl Bamber, Nick Tandy combination, you know, worked so well at Le Mans because of that. Like, it's, it's both of them have just so much raw talent. It's pretty crazy. Like, to be able to drive GTs that well the way they do and then jump in prototypes and drive prototypes the way they do, it's pretty remarkable. 
are you, you're familiar with the Lexus program now in sports car and IMSA? Okay. Well, it's Zoe and Jimmy. So. Oh! You just answered our question? Yeah. Okay. So the guy that owns it, that's not Jimmy Vassar. His name is? Sully. Okay. Not James Sully Sullivan. It's either... Yeah, I mean, Sully, Sully or James Sullivan. Yeah. Right, right. Have you ever noticed that anytime he's ever mentioned on the IndyCar broadcast, they can't just say Sully or James Sullivan? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always James, James Sully, Sully Sullivan, Sullivan. Yeah, which is not, not how sure. nicknames work. Right. No. Yeah. It's, it's They're not like, to put oh. like, the nickname in the middle. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we got uh, Sebastian C. Bass Bourdais. Right. But it's never, that wouldn't happen. it's never just a nickname. So like, yeah. if, you, if he calls you right now, you're not going to say, hey, James Sully Sullivan. You're going to say... <laughs> Hey, James, or hey, Sully, yeah, or whatever Sully. it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Uh-huh. Okay. How do we fix this problem? Yeah, how do, we, how do we get the media to just call him Sully? I don't know. I think because they think Sully, they just feel like they, they need to put it somewhere in, in the way they call him. But, yeah, because it's always Townsend and, and Lee. And Kev, yeah, Kevin Lee. Yeah. Kevin Lee's a big fan of that, really? that nickname. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So. Um, only because you asked. I guess they can't just say their nickname. The nickname. You could just call him James yeah. Sullivan. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. but yeah. I would just yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, on TV, I yeah. would just call him Sullivan. James Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. We know now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows who it is now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So only because you asked in the uh, when you're when you're going through some of the lines on driving, do you spend much time on the internet, just kind of screwing around? Too much. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Have you ever seen like the Boston Dynamics? Oh yeah. Like robot dogs that that. Uh, they're like around. these mechanical robot dogs that are like opening doors. I've seen something like, the other day, like they were yeah. starting like to be pretty big, but I, yeah. Right. Are you yeah. terrified of this? No, I'm just sad for society. Like, it's just like, really? Like there's a bunch of stuff that's coming out of Japan right now. It's kind of scary. Oh, but they're our allies. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but still like, you know, but, like just, you know, like you, you look at like, like documentaries on like, young Japanese that can't even interact you know with each other, with each other. they can't have girlfriends they can't have mm. boyfriends because mm. like they don't even know how to behave with, with one sure. another yeah. it's yeah, like right. oh right. my so you're God. saying this is sad for social interaction not sad as though the last thing we're all going to see is a before we die is a, ro- is a fleet of robot dogs yeah. coming at us which are being made in Korea by the way yeah. just let's, so we're clear so you don't think the AI <laughs> doesn't take over and, and, and the humanity this way it would, be, it would be a lot less cool than Terminator that's for sure yeah, right. Right. yeah exactly. exactly that's what we're afraid of do you think yeah. it's weird that when when the civilization goes down many people are going to think about us talking about it i don't know anyone else that's afraid of it but us yeah i just just hope that this just doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) all right uh craig brought this up but this is also a thing for me because i i uh spend a lot of time in germany uh my my significant other is german what is up with european people in ice and what is up with european people in air conditioning uh ice is just not much of a thing for sure Right, like you know, you get a soda, it's gonna be cold, and no need to put no need ice for in ice. It. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, AC is just. I guess it's becoming more and more of a thing because it's getting hotter and hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Back to politics. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. but so yeah. climate change is real, says Bourdais. Yeah. Okay. Headline. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And also, also the fact that you know there's just. It's more and more accessible, and uh-huh. people are like, figuring out that you know being miserable <laughs> two or three months out of the year when it gets really hot kind of gets old at some point, right. especially when you can do press when you, you, yeah. you, you have <laughs> ways to just not make it yeah. painful for sure. Yeah. We have an AC unit, so you okay? So the new right. Bordet house is going to have AC, oh, yeah, because yeah, it's not okay. heat that's going to kill you, yeah, it's robot dogs, <laughs> 100%. It's 100% what's going to happen, okay? We've I, established that it's bad, man. I gotta hit this home. <laughs> No one's no one's paying attention. 
All right. So you claim winning GT at Le Mans in 2016 with Joey Hand and Derek Mueller was not a Le Mans win. No, it's a Le Mans win, but it's not the Le Mans win. Okay, so that's still the, the, the I goal. I mean, for it's, you. it's a class win, which is awesome, and that's all we could hope for. And, and you know, I've, it was an unbelievable experience. Like, just how much it meant to the family and, and everything. It was just a really, really cool thing. Although it was not a great race for me, to be honest. Like, uh, I just, I just, you know, we were specifically asked to kind of really take care of the car and, and, it was it was rough still like the car wasn't super super great chassis wise because like you know it was like still very very new yeah it hadn't been refined and, yet you know and and, <laughs> and i kind of came to understand why Dirk was kicking our ass so bad like you know we, it was very determined like you know let's stay off of the curbs Dirk and everything oh yeah. and he's just abusing and, it oh my yeah. god like to the point that the door wouldn't freaking open at the end yeah <laughs> like yeah. <Nice. laughs> he was yeah. stuck in the fender yeah. like every time you open it we're like, <laughs> yeah. there yeah. you go yeah. Yeah. but i mean it was it was incredibly fast but like for sure he was just taking the piss with with the car and the sure. curbs and sure um yeah. which you know probably a good thing that you know there was only one of us doing it because like maybe would not have been yeah, you know, have such been. a zoomy uh, place mm -hmm. yeah. by the end of the race but right. uh, yeah I mean I actually skipped my last rotation because he was just so much faster and we were trying to come back for from a, a penalty uh. um, <coughs> like it was like my first time in the car was was fine and then the second time um, we had a <laughs> we had a uh, full basically shutdown of all electronics so like the dash froze uh, no TC, no radio for the first half of the stand, then the electronics took a mm -hmm. shit, so I ended up having to pit on the fuel number that was on the display. And yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think that I probably lost about 10 years of life expectancy <laughs> on that <laughs> deal. You don't want to be the one throwing it away. And then there was no pit speed limit oh, uh, right. when I came in the pits because everything was frozen and no controls on, on the wheel were working anymore. And... Uh, <laughs> And sure enough, I come to the pits and I, I was pretty sure that the start-stop button would work because that was on a different can. Okay. But, and it faked that it was going to stop and it, the engine, like, basically the fueler got to the car as yeah. the car was going to... Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then it didn't die uh, as oh it plugged no. in. Yeah, uh, and so I, I shut it off on the dash, but yeah. it's too late, so we got a penalty for yeah. that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bummer. Okay. Uh, you won. Yeah, you yeah. still did okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean the, the Le Mans is 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 a like 2007 finishing second was like a win. Yeah, yeah. But 2009 was a soul crusher because mm -hmm. it was like basically with Frank and Stefan we were just like yeah. heads heads and shoulders yeah. above like crazy. Like we basically lost nine minutes um, for uh, an upright, and um, and we we're burying a pride assembly there. And uh, we fix, we filled uh, eight minutes and fifteen seconds in six hours of racing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And um, and they fixed the positions yeah. at four a.m. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. And we <sighs> lost Le Mans like that. Yeah. And then eleven for thirteen seconds was for the first time the Peugeot was slower than the Audi. Yeah. And right. Right. Really oh, wasn't man. much we could do about that. Right. We're we're sitting here on March 9th, so this time next week you'll be getting ready to do the Sebring 12 Hour for Cadillac. So are you? I'll be in a TCR. I'm actually on my way home right now, a week from now. 
Yeah. Yeah, because we race on Thursday because yeah. WC's on Friday. I'm, I'm on a box. Yeah, you're, you're doing strategy for night yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, do you, how are you guys doing out there in the 12-hour next week? How's it going to go? Um, surprised with BOP. Yeah. Like, I, like we're 20 kilos lighter, mm -hmm. I think, now than the Acura. Sure. And, uh, and we lose power in relation to them, which sure. if you look at what's happened in Daytona, I don't know what software they use <laughs> and how they got there, but, like, I do not understand. That's just yeah. all of this. No, sure. I think that's almost every class other than... Yeah, everybody yeah, has yeah, questions. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Like, yeah. the yeah. WEC one, I'm not sure I, you know, kind of... I, I'm surprised that they don't kind of use because they've already kind of put out like the first yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's premature. I mean, I think you would want to keep some flexibility to yeah. kind of yeah. see what's happening yeah. and yeah. maybe make a bit of an adjustment if sure. need be. Yeah. Sure. But maybe that's what they're gonna do anyways. Yeah, right. You know, they're saying they it. put it out. Yeah. Because yeah. like, also it's very different between Sebring and the next three races. So yeah, right. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I. Mean, I I think controls-wise, we're just not doing very well mm -hmm. engine power levels right now. Okay. And which, because obviously you can only run the max power that you're allowed to, and yeah. that's managed by the torque sensor. So there's absolutely no reason why the Acura would be killing us on acceleration, <laughs> other than they're capable of running max power uh -huh. and a little bit over that they're allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we're just not doing a good job, you yeah. know, at, at controlling. And because we have spikes and yeah. we're having to just take it down to not get penalties, yeah. um, we we, yeah. we got unfortunately we lost Daytona like that. Right. And, and I don't know that we are capable of making the step for Sebring. Sure. In time. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be able to, I mean, the trend that we saw at Sebring, like they were still bloody fast. Like yeah. the 10 was super fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think we'll be in the mix with the other guys. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. entire life is going to, if it's a hot Sebring, it's going to be a bitch. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. we're like, there's only one tire, it's the soft. Yeah. And yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But I mean, we have a solid group. The car is, is pretty good. It's yeah. just like, honestly, like I'm. I'm impressed. Like the the competition is is stiff. Like they're strong. Yeah. Like those those Acuras are really strong. So. So two sentences or less. People hear this in the winter time. How did the IMSA season go? How did Le Mans go? Uh, IMSA season goes um, hopefully to a championship. That that'd be cool. I think. I think we can do it. I do. Le Mans. <laughs> You don't have to answer. I mean, I think we have we have reliability. It seems, um, which is going to be really important. So, you know, we're we're in the mix. You know, do we do we come out on top? I sure hope so. And that's the one that's the one that I've been chasing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to react to that if you win? That'll be a heck of a party. <laughs> I'm not a party guy, but I can tell you we're throwing one out yeah, on this yeah. one. That's cool. <clears throat> if somebody were to listen to this podcast 20, 30 years down the road, what would you hope the legacy you'd leave behind would be? Oh, man, I'm not a legacy guy. <laughs> you know, um, I, I just only really hope that if, you know, I'm remembered for one thing is just to kind of be me and and you know, kind of straight, 
straight shooter, not, you know, no bullshit. I'm not. That's kind of what I live by. I, I just say what I do and I do what I say, you know. You, you, one thing I keep hearing in this uh, chat is um, not a resistance, but a kind of media stuff isn't your thing. Mm. At least it seemed like there was a time where that wasn't the case. No, I wouldn't say that. No, okay. Um, what, what makes you say why, that? Where I'm going with that is, why do this? Do this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you gave us a well, lot of time. Because why not? <laughs> I'll take it. I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's a, you know, I mean, it's obviously like a relaxed setting and like, you know, it's a good, it's a, it's a good way to just, you know, for whoever is interested, just to kind of put things on, on the record, you know, it's like, like I've had, I've had great opportunities and, and, you know, there's some really cool stuff um, that's happened to me over the years and, you know, why not share that? Yeah, right. Share the bumps on the road too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's never, it's never, uh, it's always a bit of a winding road, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say on that note, Continental's got the check. C'est ça.